Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. Fantastic to have you. In today's session, are you struggling to make sense of a difficult situation you are facing, such as any part of the circumstances around COVID-19 or anything else? Are you finding yourself getting stuck or being reactive or becoming passive and getting down? Today, we're going to describe how things aren't always as they seem. And sometimes we need to just be patient and less judgmental about what any potential consequences might be. And instead, focus on what we can control and let go of all the rest. Let's walk. Out and moving as we're able on this glorious day, feeling our feet on the ground. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we start by being mindful of our belly and body as we walk or moving as we are able. Of course, we also make our bed first thing in the morning. And if you're not sure why we do that, you can go back to an earlier podcast session and we will describe the benefits of doing just that. But for now, standing tall, feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our belly rise and fall, bringing this non-judgmental awareness, non-reactive awareness to Whatever it is we are doing, which is just right now walking and feeling the feet on the ground, the belly rise and fall. Knowing that every time we pay attention, we are growing our muscle of mindfulness. Every time our mind wanders and we notice it wandering and we bring it back, that's also a moment of mindfulness that cuts a neural pathway into our brain, helping us be less reactive, less judgmental in each of our subsequent moments. feeling your hands and arms now, sensing whatever is present. Now move to your torso. So we're walking tall, feeling our upper torso, the front. Just do a scan to see whatever sensations are present. the back of our upper torso. Moving to our neck and our head. 
If you are a regular listener to the last 8% morning, you know that we pay attention so we can be more in our body. So we can have a different relationship to our physical sensations. Just see them as calm, neutral, or not calm, or pleasant, neutral, or unpleasant, without necessarily becoming reactive. And in so doing, we are creating a different habit of mind, a different neural pathway, which can help us when we face those more difficult last 8% morning, last 8% moments. So just walking, feeling our feet on the ground, now moving to head and neck. And just being present for whatever is present in our head and neck. The more non-reactive, non-judgmental we can be, the more we're able to manage our emotions in the rest of our day, whether it be last 8% more difficult moments or the rest of the 92% of moments where if we are more present, more able to tune into others, more able to connect, that will serve us, that will serve them. So continuing being mindful as we walk, but moving now to listening to the idea of the day. Thirty years ago, I found myself in a monastery in Thailand. I was 23, a traveler on a gap year, as insecure as anyone, but a bit of a seeker, curious about the world, about spirituality, about many things. And I heard of this monastery on an island in the south of Thailand. I traveled down. It was a long trip. I was excited. I arrived. There was only one ferry a day to the island. I arrived at the ferry, got across, went to the island, went to the monastery, and found out that the monastery might be full. And the teachers said, you know, just wait here and we'll find out if we have room or space for you. And so they went, and 15 minutes became 30, became an hour. Two hours later, I was sitting, thinking, goodness, should I keep waiting? Because I know there's only one ferry that leaves the island a day, and it's going to leave in 30 minutes, and I'm going to miss it if I just keep waiting. So I waited, agitated, I must say, the teacher came out and told me, after all, there was no space for me. And, of course, that didn't lighten my, my mood at all. She did say that they had just transcribed the previous 10-day retreat, all the notes from each day of the retreat onto full scap. And so uh, she gave those notes to me. I was grateful but also frustrated that it took so long. And I would suggest that that's actually what I was focusing on in the moment. Anyway, I took the notes and I left. I'm sure I said thank you, but I, I'm sure I wasn't the most pleasant. Hustled 
out of the monastery, found a bike taxi. Actually, it wasn't a bike taxi. It was just somebody on a motorbike that I talked into taking me to the the dock where the ferry leaves and paid them some money and said, oh, please, can you take me? And they were lovely, and they took me, and I got to the dock, and I missed the ferry by literally 30 seconds or a minute. And as the ferry receded into the distance, I sat there all frustrated, like, oh, my gosh, I won't be able to leave now for a full day, you know, until the next day at 5 p.m. or whatever. So I had, this time I found a bike taxi to take me to a local guest house, got to the guest house, you know, went for dinner, met you know, a couple of other people, uh, a couple from Europe I distinctly remember. And I met some interesting people and had a really enjoyable conversation. But as we left dinner, one of the individuals from the couple said last night they had found a tarantula. And by the way, it might not have been a tarantula, but for this story, it sounds more dramatic. But a, a spider, I, I, I think it, they did say tarantula, but a spider anyway, under their bed. And so I'm now walking back to my hut thinking, you know, I'm stuck here for this day. There might be a tarantula under my bed certainly woe is me but just reactive and so I get to the my hut and I look under the bed nothing I pull up the mattress and there's a 50 baht bill baht is a currency of Thailand now that's not a huge amount of money but it's not insignificant and I'm kind of thinking interesting anyway slept left the next day at 5 p.m. on the ferry and decided I was going to go to a monastery on the mainland and do a self-retreat with these 10 days' worth of notes. So I found a monastery. They didn't speak really any English, and they don't normally take Westerners, but they took me in, and they were lovely. And I you know, was able to communicate that I would follow their retreat schedule, which started at 3.30, went to bed at 9 or maybe 8.30, and I would follow my own notes, and it was okay that they didn't speak English. Anyway, so I set out, and in the notes was this story that I want to share with you now, which at the time just hit me just between the eyes. Once a time there was a Thai farmer whose horse ran away, and it was harvest time. And that horse was very valuable for harvest time. And one of his neighbors came by and said, Oh my gosh, I am so sorry to hear about your horse. That is most unfortunate. What terrible luck. And the farmer said, Maybe good, maybe bad, who knows. The next day the horse came back, bringing six wild horses with it. And in the evening, the farmer's neighbor came by and said, Oh my gosh, what fantastic light. luck. Now you're going to be able to do the harvest and maybe help other people with harvests and make some extra money. Oh my gosh, what fantastic luck, the neighbor said. And the farmer said, Maybe good, maybe bad, who knows. A few days later, his son, who was trying to break one of his horses... His only son um, was trying to break one of the horses while riding it, and he was thrown, and he broke his shoulder quite seriously. 
And the farmer's neighbor came by and said, oh my gosh, what are you going to do about the harvest? That is such horrible luck. I am so sorry. And the old farmer said, maybe good, maybe bad, who knows? Of course, the next day, the conscription officers from the king came around to conscript all people, especially young, able-bodied men, into the army, where generally they would never come back because these were brutal and bloody wars. And they rejected his son because of his broken shoulder. And the neighbor came by and said, oh my God, isn't that fantastic? That is such fantastic luck. And again, the farmer said, maybe good, maybe bad, who knows? As you can imagine, reading that, I just thought, oh my gosh, what did I do each part of this journey? I got to the monastery and I had to wait. And I was all agitated. But what came out of that? These notes. And then I hustled to the ferry and I miss it. And again, I was frustrated and agitated. But what came out of it? Meeting some really interesting people and having a great conversation. And then they tell me about the tarantula or whatever kind of spider it was. And I get all upset and agitated. And I check and what happens? I get 50, a 50 bot bill. And then I find myself in this monastery where they don't speak English, but I follow these 10 days worth of notes. And I learn the story. And it sets my life, quite frankly, this 10 day self retreat turned into a lifetime of work of bringing mindfulness and managing emotions to athletes or individuals and organizations and quite frankly helping me a great deal deal with all of the challenges that I've faced in my life maybe good maybe bad who knows I think we have to think of this story this story is so I think powerful because when you think about about it, it's impossible in the moment to see the consequences of what is happening to us. We just don't know. And so, can we be curious and open as opposed to certain and closed about what anything means in the moment? One of the things I talk about with athletes is can we let go of outcome? Right? We don't know how things are going in the moment but just let go of the outcome and focus instead on our integrity of inputs the things we can control such as our attitude such as what action we will take such as acceptance of things we can't change because when we have this mindset of good news bad news who knows maybe good maybe bad who knows? We're more able to be agile in the moment. We're more able to be present with what is and make something out of that. I don't know if I made something out of that, that story 30 years ago. In some ways I, I did, but not because I had any wisdom. I was reacting the whole time. And I think to myself of how much I reacted and 
how much energy and resources that took. And so as we are facing COVID-19 or any challenging situation, be careful not to get too certain about what the consequences might be, too judgmental that things should be this way or should be that way. And instead, be open, be curious, and control the things we can control. Alan Watts said, you never know what will be the consequence of the misfortune. Or you never know what will be the consequence of the good fortune. That's a great quote. And this is a great story. And as we're moving now into the gratitude portion of our last 8% morning, think about three things that you can feel grateful for. It could be anything. But just go through and think about what can I feel grateful for in this moment? And just think to yourself, wow, how fortunate am I to have these things in my life? And as we're finishing, if you're getting some value out of this podcast, please rate it, review it, share it. Go to our Last 8% Project Facebook group on Tuesdays at 12.30 Eastern Time. Bill Benjamin, my partner, and I will be answering questions and talking more about some of these ideas so that we can build emotional intelligence, be better in our more difficult situations. And so as we leave and think about what we want to bring into the day, let's see if we can bring this maybe good, maybe bad, who knows, attitude into the day. Have a wonderful day.